0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this with my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else.
1: I've been waiting all day for this show. I hope you have too. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Down there in Studio X in Jackson. Rhino. He'll make everything work tonight. He's gonna be a busy man tonight. We got some music to play, as you, as you you might have already guessed, based on the uh, the everything that's happened over the, the past uh, forty eight hours. I, I said it uh, earlier on, uh, I think on Sports Talk Mississippi. I know I said it on the Thunder Lightning podcast. I don't recall a newsier couple of days in June for Mississippi State sports that didn't involve the College World Series. A lot going on. Here in Starkville over the past few days. We have a tremendous show lined up. we got a lot to talk about. we got Coach Sam Purcell, head uh, women's basketball coach at Mississippi State. I just brought Coach Purcell on because I was like, hey, I had not talked to him in a while. He's had a, a great offseason. Let's see what he's got to say and thought that would be a nice little thing. I didn't know all this other stuff was going to happen when I set all that up. So let's just dive right in. Hit it, Rhino new crutney 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 Not, one, not two. Three four-star players committed to Mississippi State. I've been thinking about this yesterday. I've been thinking about this a lot. And I talked to a couple. I talked to Robbie Falk. Obviously, I talked to Paul Jones, who we've had on the show many times for twenty-four-seven. And and none of us can remember a day ever where Mississippi State got three four-star commitments. Not even a signing day. Not even like maybe like an old signing day when there was just the one in February and half your class wasn't done until the day of. But not in recent years. Has Mississippi State ever enjoyed a recruiting bonanza as it enjoyed yesterday? And what's funny about it is they knew one of these guys was coming on board, and that was the defensive back out of Oak Grove, P.J. Woodland. He had been to campus uh, on Monday. I had, had, had come up with his family. Usually when a, a recruit shows up with his family in tow, that is that we're going to sit down and tell the coach, we're coming to your university. Tweet, tweets out, I'm going to commit Tuesday morning. Great! Everybody gets their stories ready. You know what's happening Tuesday around ten a.m. Boom! There's the commitment. P.J. Woodland, four-star defensive back, Oak Grove High School commits to Mississippi State. Great, super, fantastic day for Mississippi State recruiting. But then started getting whispers. I had I had a friend. I had a source text me that something was in the wind. And then you see Coach Arnett tweeting out the gif of him celebrating on the sidelines. And then Paul Jones tweets out, Spanky. And then, uh, which is his, uh, his way of saying a recruit's coming. And then you find out that it's a big recruit. And then I found out, and I was able to tell a couple other folks, that it was two big recruits coming. Not one, but two. And from there, it was just a madhouse of activity over the next few hours. But by the end of the day, the top two wide receivers in the state of Mississippi, JJ Harrell from North Panola High School and Stonka Burnside Braylon. You know, I call him, his mama called him Braylon. His name is Braylon. Braylon Stonka Burnside. Stonka is the nickname from Starville. From right here in Starville High School, in, in, in Starville, Mississippi, city of champions, are going to be Mississippi State Bulldogs committed to Mississippi State. And that, there, there's such a, a perception thing with Mississippi State and wide receivers. You think of over the last few years with Mississippi State and with Ole Miss, right? And Ole Miss has been the school that has gotten the elite wide, wide, wide receivers, going back to Hugh Freeze, right? Dante Moncrief from down there in Raleigh. Laquan well, obviously an out-of-state guy, but that was the guy. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. And then that turned into Jonathan Mingo. And even though he didn't pan out at Ole Miss, Dennis Jackson was a four-star kid. Ole Miss has, has gotten these four-star recruits, and the state is not. So state's solution, and it looks like at the, at the time it looks like it was the correct solution, was to bring in Chad Bumpus, former four-star recruit himself, former all-SEC wide receiver at Mississippi State, a, a Mississippi guy who could sell Mississippi kids. And if you read the stories that Burnside and Harold did with 24-7, uh, following their commitment, they, they make it, Quite obvious that Chad Bumpus played a huge role in their uh decision to come to miss to be committed to Mississippi State. Now, you and I both know we got a ways to go. Long way to December. But right now, Mississippi State has more four star players committed than they had they signed a season ago. Currently five four star players, JJ Harrell, Braylon Burnside, Terrence Hibbler, who we talked about a few weeks ago after the top dog camp. The top dog camp is where all this started, by the way. That's where the seeds were planted for what happened yesterday. And then if you read Paul Jones' story with, um, with J.J. Harrell, they talk about when P.J. Woodland, they have a, a, an in-state prospect group text. And when P.J. Woodland decided to commit, Stonka and J.J. decided, all right, today's our day too. Let's have a big day. And a huge day. I mean, picked up national recruiting headlines on 24-7 and on three and on rivals. So, Hibbler, and then the quarterback, Josh Flowers, out of Mobile, and then Woodland is, is the fifth guy. And when you look at, at, at the the list of targets for Mississippi State, the players that are still out there waiting to commit, there's a, a very legitimate chance the State finishes with two or three more and could you know could have a, a class with possibly eight four-star kids in it. That would be a huge class for Mississippi State. That would be a class that probably finishes in the top 20 for sure. No, definitely in the top 25. And would be the kind of talent infusion. We did a podcast a few weeks ago on uh, Thunder and Lightning where we talked about the blue chip ratio. and We talked about how if you look at Alabama's roster right now, 90% of their players on their, their 85 were four- or five-star kids. So if you want to beat Alabama, Georgia's sitting at 70 you want to beat those teams. You got to get more talent in, and, and it starts with going from getting four or five four-star kids to getting seven or eight. This this is a good first step for Mississippi State on the tech line. Wasn't there a big tight end? too? He's a walk-on, but the the tight end who tweeted something uh, was a walk-on. So no, uh, no, no. I mean, I'm, I, he, he might have an opportunity, but not not included in this class. Um, just a tremendous day for Mississippi State recruiting wise. And, you know, when you look at the weekend and what happened there with the, the safety Traveris Banks, who was committed to Mississippi State, you know, had not made it public, but had committed to the coaches, had com- had done an article with Paul Jones saying, I'm committed and laid out all the reasons he was committed to Mississippi State. He flips to Ole Miss. And it, fe- it felt like Ole Miss had, 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 you know, if you want to look at it as a boxing match, Ole Miss had slipped a jab in and rocked Mississippi State a little bit. State came back with a little bit of a haymaker yesterday, getting those three players. And, you know, Woodland is the guy who had been leaning towards Mississippi State. Ole Miss wasn't really in the in the in the mix for him. He was, was more of a state LSU kind of thing. But Burnside and Harold are guys that Ole Miss wanted, especially Harrell. You know, he's from North Penelope. He's from Sardis. Hop, skip, and a jump from Stately Cross Manor. So those were big gets for Mississippi State. This is a big year for recruiting in the state of Mississippi. Lot of four-star kids. You got a couple of five-star kids on the 24-7, uh, not on the composite, but on the, on the 24-7 rankings. One of them, Jamonte Waller from Picayune, committed to Florida this week. Will that stick? I don't know. You've got some kids headed as it stands out of state, but are they going to end up that way? You know, do, does, does Norreal White stick with his commitment to, uh, to Arkansas? Does Kanan Daniel stick with his commitment to Florida, or can State pull the kid from West Point? I mean, again, you talk about a hop, skip, and a jump. You should be able to get a West Point kid, especially a running back. State's done so well at that high school in the past. Julius Pope, the safety or the linebacker from uh, from uh, South Panola, he's committed to Arkansas. Does that stick? Does Tristan Jernigan stick with Texas A and M, the linebacker out of uh, out of Tupelo? You've got a lot of kids committed to to. Uh, State schools. Another one to watch is going to be Trey Petty, the Startville quarterback of the state championship uh, Startville Yellow Jackets. You know, with Burnside committed, it's looking more and more like State might want to make this a two QB class for high school kids. And which, in case, I would think it would end up being a three QB class because I think State takes a transfer after Will Rogers leaves this year. Just a tremendous day, an exciting day. It was fun. It was fun to be a part of. And uh, enjoyed doing the podcast uh, later last night, to, to to wrap everything up. And this recruiting season is going to continue, and you know it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. Just because they're committed, we all know how that goes. But it looks like it's going to be a, a banner recruiting year for Mississippi State. It could be one for Ole Miss as well. You got a lot of talent in the state, so see where it takes us. All right, when we come back, talk about recruiting. Here's a guy who's had a cre- tremendous recruiting year. Coach Sam Purcell joins us when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad, and joining me now, very excited to talk to Sam Purcell, head women's basketball coach at Mississippi State. Coach, I'm going to talk to you nice. You ready? (laughs) I
2: love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Let's have some fun.
1: Do coaches have off seasons anymore? I say I made the comment, you know, you're having a good off season on the recruiting trail, but is is it really an off season anymore for coaches?
2: You're right, man. With this transfer portal, uh, it it, it really not. You know, it's it's uh, year round. Where I think you saw Nick Saban put out a tweet here last month. I think it was 44 weeks. He he looked at him and his staff going, you know, Monday through Sunday. So. With the new climbing of the NCAA rules, uh, the game has definitely changed. But for us, this past season, we were fortunate; uh, it, it, it went in our favor.
1: Do coaches spend more time now recruiting new players or, or re-recruiting their team in some ways?
2: Uh, you know what? That's the million-dollar question, right? So, obviously, I try to take a lot of pride in the players that I commit to and pouring into them, and you know, you know, just making sure that you know when we we recruit you, we have a four-year plan and that we stick to it. And, you know, the college model is supposed to be from 18 to 22-year-old growth and opportunity, and, you know, that's where we try to push. So that's our focus. And then obviously, like everybody knows, sometimes kids just see something else or, need, you know, know that maybe that's not the place for them as they thought. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's a million-dollar question right now.
1: You, you had a reputation as a great recruiter when you came to Mississippi State, and and, and you've, you've shown off – in that aspect, in the way you've been able to bring in talent, does having a, a first you know first year in NCAA tournament berth and, and making it into the second round like that does that add to your to your resume? Are you received differently in homes after year one than you were going into last year?
2: Oh yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I believe so um, because you know it's 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 the elephant in the room. It's okay, all right. We knew you were a great assistant, but can this guy coach as a head coach? Because as we all know, it's It's a lot more weight in that chair when you slide over. So to be fortunate to inherit uh, some great players uh, and then obviously be at a great program and just have the right mixture, Uh, this is a perfect fit for me and my family. Uh, And when you put all the right ingredients together, we were able to put a winning product on the floor. So when I'm able, to your point and the question, go into a home and knock on that door, uh, it's a lot easier to get in now than it was last year.
1: One of your predecessors one time was having a press conference, and he said he was talking about getting a player back that they, they had gotten an extra year of eligibility. He said, do you have any idea how hard it is to add 12 points per game to your roster? And when you think about it like that, he's right. He's like, that, it's difficult to do that. You went out in the transfer portal, and if I did the math right, you added about 45 points per game to your roster. <laughs> how difficult <laughs> is that? And, and what do each of those, those young ladies, what are they going to bring to this team?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, another great question. Uh, No, we're just fortunate. Again, that's why I try to tell our fan base and this community, we have a special product. So for a lot of places it's hard, but for us, the young women who joined our our program wanted to be a part of something special. And, again, i got to give credit. You know, this is the reason I told everybody I took the job was what Sharon and Vic did before me, uh, that Mississippi State is a, a national name on the national stage. So for us to have a winning year and go in there and sell that vision of getting it back, which was, you know, back-to-back national championships, the young women that I recruited were more about the team than individual performances. So knowing that Jessica Carter's coming back, DeBrisha Poe, Dracaela Jordan, uh, those young women wanted to be a part of what we did last year because they thought we had a great team, and they feel like they can take us to the next step.
1: When you look at you know your, your first year at, at Mississippi State, it, you could say that you, maybe you had a little bit of house money. first year, everybody knew that there was going to be a little bit of a process, and you, and you exceeded expectations in every way, in my opinion. This year, you come into the season with expectations. When you talk to your team early in, in the offseason here going into, you know going into the fall, do they embrace those expectations? What, what is the, the team saying about what they expect to do this year? Yeah,
2: no, we we don't shy away from that at all. You know, I you know back to your first part with me. Um, I'll never forget when I went to the baseball stadium when I got announced. I had a gentleman come out of his seat from uh, the uh, the top part and was like, "Coach, NCA or bust." And I looked at him and said, man, "I didn't come here. <laughs> I didn't come here to lose, man. Uh, you know, because in this coaching world, you better figure this out faster. You'll be replaced." So uh, we embrace what college sports is about, and then my young women again. Uh, that's why our, our team's slogan this year is one. We're, if we can come together as one, because the only thing, if you look at our roster, is to your questions you asked earlier, is we got a lot of talent. But the only thing that's going to hold us back from having a great year is ourselves. So they're all here, they're all bought in, and we're all trying to play and put one good product on the floor for this, this fan base this year.
1: It, it feels like when you look at Mississippi State and the, and the head coaches of what I would call the big four sports, right, uh, football, men's yeah. and women's basketball, and baseball, you've got great recruiters in all of those positions. Arnett, we, we were just talking about the day that he had yesterday and the kind of class he's putting together. Chris Jans has had a lot of success both in the portal and in his signing classes. We we're talking about what everything that you've done, and Chris Lamonis has put together great signing classes as well. And, that, you know, Starville's a place that were, had a reputation where recruiters had a tough time. But it seems like right now, I don't know if y'all are just making it look easy or something, but <laughs> it, it feels like recruiting for all the sports is at a high level in Starville right now.
2: Yeah, I, I, it is. And i, I got to give her a lot of credit to those guys for me um, because when I got here, again, I've always said this from day one, I'm only as good as the people who surround me. And I was fortunate, like Chris, man, Uh, He reached out to me several times this year. Uh, We had that little stretch where it's like, okay, which way the season's going. And, you know, he was telling me, hang in there, and words of encouragement. Zach uh, is first class. And we all talk recruiting. If we have recruits on campus, we all open our doors. Um, So there's a fellowship uh, between all of us that I think recruits feel that, uh, just like the community, again, I keep saying it, it's about people. Uh, And the people in that athletic department, and then most importantly those head coaches you mentioned, uh, we're all together, and we all want to work together and, and make this thing special. And I think that's what you saw this past year.
1: It feels like a basketball renaissance is going on at Mississippi State. Now, the women's team has not wasn't really down for very long, but you brought them back to the NCAA tournament last year. Chris Jans comes in in year one. He gets the team back to the NCAA tournament. You know, do, those, do the programs kind of feed off each other a little bit?
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, it's it's the coolest thing. I wish – our fans could see behind the scenes of what college athletics is, is really like because men and women's basketball relationships, I will be honest with you, and I've been at four other schools, it's not that necessarily that strong because we share a building, there's egos, there's who's better than who. And that is nowhere near what we've got at Mississippi State. Coach Jans comes over to my practices. We walk by the guys. They come through when they're at the practice facility. When we're down at the hunt, we high-five each other. They're encouraging our girls during practice. We go to their games, and they go to ours. So it's just a really cool culture. And, again, i got to give a lot of credit to Chris Jans because – for him, it starts with a men's coach. If he values women's athletics and women's basketball, his guys are going to follow him. Uh, and he set that model and, and that energy from day one, so it's been a really cool work environment here at, at Mississippi State.
1: One thing fans like to do and, and guys like me in the media like to do is we'll pick a player you know who had a good year a season ago and go, wow, I'm really excited to see them take a step forward this year. They're going to be a big-time player this year. What about coaches? Is there a player on your roster that you're just excited to see what they do this season maybe more than some others? I'm I'm, I'm going to put you in trouble there. I'm going to get you in trouble.
2: Uh, You are because I've got so many, right? Um, I'm going to go for a wild card. I'm going to go Ramani Parker, uh, the one that maybe not everybody talks about because Ramani went through some injuries last year. You got a taste of what she could do. She comes on in February. She hits the huge uh, corner three for us to beat Tennessee at home. Uh, And then she hit some big shots there against Creighton in the first round of the NCAA tournament, where our fan base was like, okay, Romani. And unfortunately, like I said, if she didn't have those injuries early on, you would have saw more of that. Um, So if she stays healthy this year, I think she could have a really big year.
1: Got about 60 seconds left with me, Coach, here. give Give me your team's perspective on what this upcoming season is going to look like from start to finish. Is is this a team that, you've been around teams that have played in the Final Four. You know what they, they yeah. look like. What do you think about your team going into 2023-2024?
2: Yeah, we're excited. Uh, again, you know, the slogan's one. And, and our challenge with one is just staying that hungry mentality. Uh, can we get one sellout this year? We have top 15 in attendance, but can we get one? Can we get that one other top 25 signature win? Uh, can we just keep stacking on one thing at a time that we didn't do last year? And if we can do those kind of things, you're going to have a momentum where you're playing your best basketball come March, and that's how you win championships, and that's how you make deep runs. So that's our focus, and that's our goal.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun this season, I think, at the Humphrey Coliseum with you and Chris Jans. I feel like some wins are coming uh, to Starkville in in a big-time way, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Coach Sam Purcell, Mississippi State women's basketball. I hope I talked nice enough that we can get you back on the show for another time. (laughs)
2: You did. I appreciate the love. Thank you so much.
1: We'll talk to you again soon, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Sam Purcell, Mississippi State women's basketball. Really good stuff with him. When we come back, we delve into the portal Will we come out alive? We'll find out. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Dad, Rhino down there in uh, Jackson—he's making everything work for us. If you missed that interview I just did with Sam Purcell, well, you can always find it on the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed, just wherever you get podcasts from, and it'll be up just moments after the show, completely ad-free. I don't know how they do that; they just—it's magic. It's magic somehow. I don't—I don't know how it happens, but—and that's not to mention all the other great stuff available on the podcast feed, the Thunder and Lightning podcast, five days a week. Plus, excerpts from all the interviews we've done. Uh, we talked earlier this week with uh, former All SEC quarterback, now with the uh, with ESPN, Aaron Murray. On tomorrow's show, we've got two great interviews. Well, we do our where it's opponent preview day, so we've got Olin Buchanan on there from Techsags. We're talking about the Aggies, and uh, from the SEC Network, Chris Doring talks a little college football with us as well. Plus, the big story of of tomorrow's pod, which is the big story of today, takes us deep into the recesses of the human mind. As we enter the transfer portal.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. So. During the show yesterday, during Sports Talk Mississippi, something that had been rumored and I had sent uh, Richard and Borky a text around like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. was like a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke. And it came to fruition that Dakota Jordan, Mississippi State's freshman All-American, one of the top hitters on the team from MSU baseball, and a potential first-round pick in the coming years, uh, was going to enter the transfer portal. And he did. He entered the transfer portal. And that was met with much wailing and gnashing of teeth. And I, I, I may have seen a person in sackcloth sitting in ashes out there on, on Highway twelve. You know, people people lost it, lost their minds. Despite despite being told that, hey, state's trying to work it out. They're trying to get him back. It's gonna you know it's gonna be a process. No need to overreact. So what did we do? We overreacted. If you want to laugh. Go check out my friend Robbie Falk's Facebook page from for, for his website, Bulldogs247. And look at the comments under the article about D- Dakota Jordan going into the transfer portal. You know, there's a lot of people who believe that MSU doesn't have fans, they have family. Well, all of the family yesterday were uh, looking to throw people out of the house. And a lot of y'all are, first off, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. And I I, I, say this on the podcast. I'll say it here. If I offend you, I apologize. But it's true. Facebook has the dumbest fans in college football. That's where the dumbest fans are. Is on Facebook. I'm not. I'm not telling any stories. You quote my friend CM Punk. You stop me when I'm telling lies. Go read the comments on some of these articles. They're incredible. Like you literally don't. I don't think a lot of them actually watch sports. It's just insane. So, everybody's losing it. Dakota Jordan, freshman All American, he's going to transfer. We've lost him at Mississippi State, but then. (uçts) (laughs) He's back! It's like he never happened. Dakota Jordan announces today he says, I'm out of the transfer portal. I'm right back where I belong. I'm in Starkville, Mississippi. Called Chris Lamontis at 6 in the morning. Rhino, I asked Richard Cross and Michael Borky this question. You're going to have to answer it here. Have you ever gotten a good phone call, a good news phone call at 6 in the morning? No. No. No, as I said earlier, like 6 in the morning is when the phone rings and it's it's your mom and she's like, hey, Aunt Sally passed away last night. Yeah, I'm going to need you to come home. for. The, yeah, okay. That, that's what you get at 6 in the morning. You get hey, listen, we had some downsizing. You don't need to come into work today. You're fired. That's what happens at 6 a.m. You never get good news at 6 a.m., but Chris Lomonis did. So congrats to Coach Get us World Record holder now of the only man who ever got good news at 6 in the morning. What was that fuck conversation like, do you think? Do you think Limonis was like half asleep? I would have been. If I got a phone call at 6 a.m., I'm not, I'm not coherent at that moment in time. I'm going to guess he snapped awake pretty quick when he heard what the... Uh, the, uh, the uh, story was and that's Dakota Jordan coming back so we talk about it in depth on tomorrow's podcast but let's talk about it a little bit here and Robbie Falk has a little bit more clearer picture of the details than do I but long story short he saw earlier last week that slate offered MSU former third baseman has transferred poor and has hit I don't I don't need a third one Ryan. we'll stick with we'll stick with what we have has hit the portal, and he he's going to end up at Georgia. And there are some, and we got to be we got to be a little delicate here, guys. We, we can't just we can't just you can't just stomp through the garden. There are some forces at work outside of the MSU sphere of influence that wanted to push Dakota Jordan to Georgia. Now Jordan and Alfred are lifelong friends, or best friends at this time. They're roommates. They were, at least, they were up until the time Jordan hit the or Alfred hit the portal. And it felt like J- Dakota Jordan was kind of having his strings pulled a little bit by some folks, not named Dakota Jordan. And what I said on the podcast was, you know, Jordan is a young man who he knows what his future is, right? He knows that if he stays the path, he's going to be a high draft choice in the MLB draft. He'll be a millionaire. He'll be a pro ball player. When you are that guy, you're an alpha dog. You got to take control. You got to say, this is what I want to do. So if the case was that people outside of himself were pushing him one way, you got to be willing to push back. It looks like Dakota Jordan pushed back. It looks like he said, I'm not going to do that. Now, Whenever you have a situation like this, what's the first word? It's the three letters that everybody either loves or hates, NIL. This is the debate I had a little bit with Richard Cross earlier today. Do I think that an NIL deal was struck with Dakota Jordan that made it profitable for him to stay at Mississippi State? Of course I do. Of course that happened. Do I think it might have been higher than the original deal he would have had? Sure. Sure, they probably make they gave him a little extra juice. Sure, but Dakota Jordan was going to get an NIL deal one way or the other. If he had not entered the transfer portal, he would have gotten an NIL deal. Hunter Hines got one. Dakota Jordan's going to get one. Too valuable a piece to, to, to risk not giving it to, and deserves it. Deserves it. One of the best. He's going to be one of the best college baseball players in the SEC next year. That's my prediction. So he deserved it, but you get all these people. Oh, he doesn't have any loyalty. Just stop. How quickly are you changing jobs if somebody offers you a raise? How how, how quickly is that happening? How quickly are you going to the boss's office? And be like, I got to put in my notice. Somebody called me and they offered me more money. I'm out. I love Super Talk. Love it. Somebody offers me a raise. Well, I mean, I'm listening. I'm here to. I'm here to. I'm here to. I'm here to negotiate. And Rhino is the same way. I know. I'm not trying to get you in trouble, Rhino. But I know. I guess I got the phone goes. That's HR. You've been. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so the loyalty. You know, your loyalties to yourself and to your family to provide for them. You can make more money. Do it. Dakota Jordan had a chance to make more money. Took it. I don't begrudge that one bit. That's what America was built on in case we, uh, we missed a lesson in history class. That's how capitalism works, folks. You don't like that? Well, comrade, we'll figure something out for you. Like loyalty. What's the loyalty of the people who were just smashing him on Facebook yesterday? Where's their loyalty? They should have all been like, what do we have to do to get him back? We love him. Come back to us. Nope, that's not what you got. You got good riddance. Never liked him anyway. Just get him out of here. Loyalty. I'm I'm pleased. I, I said this in the podcast, by the way. You guys may hate me for this one, but I like the portal. I like the drama. First off, I'm in the content business, so this gives me something to talk about. But secondly, and just more importantly, that's capitalism at work, guys. If you're you're red blooded American, this is how it's going to go. This is capitalism at its most freewheeling, and 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 just out of control. Adam Smith would love it. He'd be all over. He's like, what are you telling? Just drive up the price based on your current worth. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. Get on board. By the way, you want to put something to bed. You want to put a rumor or uh, an internet thing to bed. The idea that Mississippi State doesn't have any NIL money—get that out of here. State's State's been able to pull guys back out of the portal every time. Why? Because they have NIL money. Doesn't mean you shouldn't donate to the Bulldog Initiative, but it does mean that if you hear your 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 friends of a different uh, you know of a red and blue tent saying they don't have any money, eh, it's not really true, and they're doing just fine over there. They still need your support. But we'll see. All right guys, we'll wrap it up when we come back. Busy show, fun show. We'll wrap it up when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Thunder. Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck.
1: thunder and lightning hey don't forget tomorrow robbie falk and i will be in clarkson mississippi for our next stop on the thunder and lightning catfish tour presented by superior catfish you can uh, watch the podcast or watch the video and everything on our super talk mississippi youtube channel if you haven't Already subscribed, please do that. And, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts, we'll have the podcast available on tomorrow's show. We've got a couple of great former Bulldogs joining us at Clarkson's General Store for lunch. Uh, former Mississippi State offensive lineman, now the head coach at Heritage Academy up there in uh, Columbus, Mississippi. Tobias Smith is going to join us, and he one of his assistant coaches, former All-American and former Thorpe Award winner for Mississippi State, Jonathan Banks will join us as well. So, looking forward to talking to those guys and talking to the guys from Superior Catfish as we enjoy another fine catfish meal. My, my wife was like, "You get tired of catfish?" No, no. I, I can eat catfish once a week. It's just, it's not it's not ever going to bother me. I promise you, especially when it's delicious, uh, Superior Catfish. When you go out, when you're looking for catfish, ask your grocer, ask your favorite restaurant. Are we selling superior catfish? There is a difference, and I have learned what it is over the past couple of weeks. It's just a better product, guys. So check them out. Superior catfish. The catfish tour tomorrow. Clarkson's General Store in. It's not in Mathiston, by the way. I thought it was Mathiston, Mississippi. Robbie Falk, the lover of all things Webster County. was like no, no. It's in. It's in. Uh, it's in Clarkson. So hey, it makes sense. That's why it's Clarkson's General Store, I guess. So. And I said I mentioned earlier on tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast that you'll hear uh, at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Great interviews with Olin Buchanan from Texags.com as our opponent preview series continues. We're on uh, through or three weeks in. We've had uh, some great interviews with Michael Borky with Andrew Abadie from uh, Pine Belt Sports talking about Southern Miss, and now Texags covers in to talk about the Texas A&M Aggies. And then also, we talked to uh, Chris Doring from the SEC Network. Some college football talk, specifically. You know, he's a former wide receiver. I got his thoughts on some of the best in the conference. I got his thoughts on Tulu Griffin, who uh, I think I think you are going to hear in the interview. He's very high on. He thinks he's going to be a big time playmaker uh, for the Bulldogs. What a what a couple of days this has been. I am tired. I am glad I have Friday off. I'm not working Friday. I am glad now. I got. I need to re- recuperate, recharge the batteries. For these two days, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports I'm a sports talk radio host. I, I don't need to work. I don't I don't need to have all this excitement, especially in June. June is the time where I'm supposed to be taking things slow. No, I haven't been able to. And as uh, Richard pointed out today on Sports Talk Mississippi, we're only a month away. This time, one month from now, this show this this show will be happening in Nashville, Tennessee. Live at SEC Media Days. I'm looking for I'll be the last one. I'll be turning off the lights. Me and Houston McDavid I'll be the only two left in there on that day. Everybody else gets done. I mean, normally Sports Talk Mississippi is one of the last shows to wrap up anyway because we you know we air, go off the air at 6 p.m. Central. And almost, I mean, so many of the guys there are are, are morning guys. But a 7 p.m. finish, I might be. I they might tell me to turn the lights off. I'm like, hey, make sure you lock up behind you. So. I told Richard, you know, we always have a nice dinner up there. I was like, we're not having it on Wednesday. We're doing that on, on Tuesday. We can get out there a little earlier. So That's hard to believe, though. SEC media days is just a month away. That's a good thing, though, guys, because that means college football is not that far off. You know, you you have, you have the media days, and you have a week after media days where it's totally dead. Nothing's going on. Nothing happens. And then you get to start a preseason camp, and you get players coming in, and, and everything starts happening, and that's, that's what we're talking about. That's when football really starts up, and then next thing you know, it's week zero, and then the next thing you know, you're in Davis Wade Stadium. You might be in Faulk Hemingway. You might be down at the Rock, Mem Roberts, and and your your Memorial Stadium, and you're you're watching college football. So we got we got we got to comp- com- compartmentalize. Did I say it right? Compartmentalize. I think I did. You know, you just break it down. So I mean, today, and then we got this, and the next thing you know, you know, it's like a yada, 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 it's college football season. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to continue to to move along and continue to have a lot of fun here on this show, here on the Thunder and Lightning podcast, on the Thunder and Lightning Catfish Tour, everywhere I go. I'm just trying to have a good time. Hope you guys are, are enjoying the, uh, the show. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast, enjoying the Catfish Tour. And, you know, Maybe we'll have some more stuff like that in the future. Yeah? You know? I don't, I certainly, I certainly don't mind going to restaurants and eating. Especially with, when a big company's picking up the tab. If your big company would like to pay for lunch for me and Robbie, please reach out to me at heydad at supertalk.fm. We'll promote whatever you like. No questions about it. Alright. Talk to you guys again tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi. And, again, if you're in the Clarkson area, come by Clarkson's General Store for lunch and talk to us there. Ferrano, I'm Heydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi.